The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent, for they had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. In this gospel today, it's interesting to think that Jesus is explaining to his core disciples what his end goal mission is. It's what we're getting ready to enter into uh, with the Lenten season. That in the end, he has to die, but he will uh, resurrect and then ascend into heaven. And even though they didn't understand it, their conversation turned to something very different. You know, their their teacher, their Messiah, their, their leader in all realities is telling them, I'm going to have to go and die. And they start talking about which one of us is best. Is that not like a strange shift in conversation? Like if, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. I was going to use an analogy. I'm not doing that. But if you were with someone who you deeply cared for, they told you this it's incredible thing, and then you're like, hey, okay, I don't understand it. So which one of us is the best? Would that not be odd? that not be strange? I mean, clearly, like, you've got to process this whole idea of like, what does it mean that he's going to die, he's going to resurrect? I don't really know. I just want to know if I'm the best or not. Jesus wants to remind them, like, actually being the best, that's not the most important thing in the world, to be the most known, the most seen, the most heard. Because he reminds them, actually, the ones who who are giving of themselves totally are going to be um, the last. And so we talk about um, one of the titles for the Pope is the servant of servants. Actually, Jesus, what he shows us at the Last Supper is he gets down on his hands and knees and he washes the feet of his disciples. No teacher would do that. And so he's taking all those concepts and flipping them on their head. So when we enter into this Lenten season tomorrow, a lot of the things that the world tries to tell us to do, a lot of the things the world wants or expects or tries to promote, like comfort and ease of life and all this stuff, we actually do the opposite of that. We're entering into a season that's very penitential, meaning there's there's sacrifice, there's suffering, it's a season where we deny ourselves certain things, where we add things into our lives to actually try to help us be holier people. Lent 
is a time where we um, die to self. And in learning to die to ourselves, uh, we better know how to live for others. Because if we live a life entirely self-focused, we, we don't maybe think or care about people around us, but when we die to our wants, our passions, and our needs, we start to think about what others want and what their needs are and how we can help and aid them. So that's the cool thing about Lent, is that it's a, it's a time to not be focused on ourselves, to, to do what Jesus is preparing to do, which is die. But that death isn't bad. I mean, all of us have natural desires. All of us um, have natural wants, and we have to reorder them to the Lord. So, quick show of hands. Has anyone thought about what they're going to be doing for Lent? Oh, nice. A little bit. This is good. So how many of you are like going to take things out for Lent? You're going you're gonna to not do stuff. You're going to avoid things. Okay. How many of you are going to add stuff in for Lent? Okay. Sometimes we forget about that part. I think the, the tendency is to take stuff out. Has anyone given up candy or stuff or chocolate? Okay, that's a common one. What about, is anyone adding any additional prayer time? Okay, this is good. So we see that there's a balance of the two because maybe, you know, there's, again, the things I want and I desire, and they're not necessarily bad. But when I remove them, when I deny them, I say no to them, uh, what I'm doing is I'm saying, that's not as important as you, God. Actually, my desire for that needs to be reordered back to you. It needs to be perfected towards you. Yeah, my first experiences of Lent uh, was when I was in high school, and I wasn't Catholic at the time. Um, she knew that. But I was dating a girl who was Catholic, and so she was practicing Lent. So I was trying to practice Lent with her, and I failed miserably. I was like, I'm going to give up this, this, and this. And like three days into it, I was like, nope, no, I'm not doing this anymore. The most important thing about Lent is to not give up. There will be days you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited about this. And you are motivated to do it. But it's actually the days where you're not motivated that's really important. The days where you're like, I do not want to do that thing today. That's when we grow the most. That's when we have the, the most change in our hearts. So it begins with Ash Wednesday, and I love Ash Wednesday, right, because we get the ashes, and there's a reminder, this visible reminder that we are Christians, that um, there's two things that can be said when we receive ashes. Either we can, we can hear it said to us, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return, or the one that I think I'm going to use tomorrow, repent and believe in the gospel, because Lent is a time where we actually need to turn away from those earthly things and return back to the Lord. So we repent, we ask, we, we beg uh, forgiveness, and we believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. It's also a visible sign because everyone will see that you are marked, that you are marked with these ashes, that there's something different about you. And that's a good thing. I remember, it was a couple years ago, there's this uh, newscaster who later on in the day, like, they had these ashes on their forehead. You're like, oh, they're a Christian. And it's just so cool because it's usually not, like, a very well-known thing. People wouldn't know that about us. 
But that's the Lenten season, right? It's this dying to self, this preparing for something beyond, something greater. Um, The likelihood is we will not always succeed every day, and that's okay, but we want to try every day. We want to do every day the thing we've promised to do. Because it's not about being the best. It's not about being the greatest. It's about knowing how to serve others and love others and, and take care of others. That's what Jesus wants us to recognize. That like, again, you think of a small child. Many of you are small children, right? You have very innocent, pure hearts. When we get older, we start to get self-focused. And it's not about ourselves often. It's about others. So we're going to enter into Lent um, well, so we can die well, so we can live well. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's true. We need to die to certain things so that we can live better. Um, And it's exciting, exciting to enter into Lent. So that's what we get ready for tomorrow.